come and they're walking down the street. You know, like all five of them doing that thing or four of them. So we do that. Sometimes my kids and I will do that. And I always think of that verse with the Holy Spirit. It says, keep in step with the Spirit. Like, here we come. <laughs> Bringing the kingdom, you know, down the street. Keeping in step with the Spirit. How many of you would say you want to keep in step with the Spirit? Amen. You will never hear that verse and not think of that song again in your whole life. I just want to <laughs> throw that out there. Amen. Well, it's been fun. Thank you, Pastor Ollie, for bringing the word last Sunday. Where is he? Right there. Awesome. I heard it was great. You guys had a prayer tunnel at the end. A bunch of people got whacked and touched, and that's just great. We're so excited when, we, when we're away and we, feel, we hear God doing some good things here. So we're excited for that. So thanks, brother, for bringing the word. And... Uh, and then the week before that, Jody, was, Jody spoke, and it was Father's Day and that whole thing. And that was really fun. And, uh, but this morning, I want us to get back to the, the core values that we've been on this journey. And I've been really, <laughs> I've been itching to preach this message, this, this uh, oh man, it's more than a message. It's, it's, a, it's a heaviness in my heart, not in a bad way, but in a good way, of us wanting to get a greater awareness of what is actually happening in our world and in our lives. How many of you know that there is a seen realm where we can see, and there's an unseen realm that goes on around us? You know, again, like the abbots and this vacation thing, like in the unseen realm, in the seen realm, we probably should have gone and done our family duty and all that. But in the unseen realm, where the Holy Spirit is working, He actually tells us things that are, that are different. And there are things that are going on that we can't see, but how many of you know are just as real as what we can see? In fact, I would go to, so far as to propose to you this morning that what we can't see is actually more real than what we can see. Amen? And... Uh, Getting our Christianity in line with the unseen takes a little bit of doing, doesn't it? Right? Hebrews talks about faith is the evidence of things unseen, right? That we hope for, we can't see. So much of the Christian faith has to do with what we can't see. You know? I was just thinking about my cousin and his son, you know, in North Dakota. Like, we're not in North Dakota. But I don't you know, the minute we start to pray, something begins to happen. <laughs> I want to encourage you today. I, might, I may go a different direction with this today. I don't know, but I feel like God would have me tell you today that there are no empty prayers. Every single time we lift up a prayer to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, every single time we pray, something happens. Now, we may not see it, and we may not feel it, and we may not have the effects. How many of you have ever prayed for something, and it actually got worse? Raise your hand if that ever happened to you, right? What do, you always, what do we always do in those situations? <laughs> There's three words many people say. Come on, God, <laughs> right? Come on, God. What are you doing? What's going on? Why aren't you doing anything? I want to tell you that many times it gets worse before it gets better. And if it does that, I want to encourage you this morning to know that because you prayed, something is happening. It may look like it's getting worse. But actually, there's activity. There's motion, right? <laughs> okay, I'm going to confess. I haven't been doing my walking and, and exercising like I should. So I got in the waves at the ocean the other <laughs> last week, and they were big. You know, how many of you like the big waves at the ocean, right? Except for my wife. She had to get rescued twice. She got tail over a teacup with an actual lifeguard, one of them, actually. You know, but we're here crashing into the waves and, you know, for just literally hours and hours. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm out of breath. I'm totally out of breath, right? And I'm thinking, oh, wow, this is really bad. I need to go home and talk to Sarah about getting back in shape, you know. But I remember thinking to myself, you know, if I would just begin to exercise, then I would begin to move forward. But how many of you remember, if you ever start to exercise, sometimes it feels like you're about to die before you actually start to feel better, right? So even in the natural, in the seen realm, that's true. And I believe it's also true in the unseen realm. See, when we begin to pray, there are angels and demons that are, that are working and I believe when we start to pray, the enemy starts to come in and attack and actually can make things look worse. Why? Why would they do that? 
They want to get you to stop praying. They want to get you to get discouraged and go, oh, well, I guess prayer doesn't work. I'm just going to forget that. No. If things start to get difficult, if things start to get kind of troublesome or even worse, I would encourage you to, <laughs> okay, going back to the beach again. You ever have those big waves and they hit you and, you, and the, turf, the surf is rolling in? I would dig my heel into the sand and I would just let that wave hit me. Boom. You know what I'm talking about? And I did that so many times, I would just dig my heels into the sand, and my foot would get way down deep. And I want to encourage you, like, in the spirit realm, I want us to do that. You know, we begin to pray, and, you know, it's not happening like we want it to. Man, put your foot back in that and just say, all right, bring it. Let's do this, you know. And not let discouragement come into our minds. Hmm. All right. Kingdom culture. I want us to go to core value number nine. The kingdom is advancing. I want to tell you that even if things don't look like we're winning, we may not be winning a battle or two, but we're going to win the war. Amen? And I believe with all of my heart that if we will get that kind of resistance and we will get that, that fight in our spirit deep down. I was actually thinking about this during worship this morning. I was thinking, you know, we need a move of God in this region. We need revival in Gurnee. And we need, we need God to, to, to move in ways like there never has happened in this area. And, and as many of you know, God has put that in our heart. It's, in our, it's, a, it's a calling. It's, it's something for us to be a part of. But it's not going to just happen. It needs people that are going to be mindful of what God is doing. And so we're part of this huge unseen, seen realm, world thing, all kind of together. And Jesus declared that his kingdom was going to advance. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, we talked about how Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. And as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you have received freely give. See, when Jesus came, he gave us this mandate. He said, listen, I want you to bring the kingdom wherever you go. And the kingdom looks like this. If there's going to be a battle, if there's going to be a war, how many of you know that there's going to be resistance? There's going to be conflict. Two opposing forces coming together. When I was younger, we lived in uh, Lebanon. We lived in Beirut, Lebanon, and we were there for three years as a missionary family. And a year and a half of it was great. And then a civil war started in the, in the country. And then the last year and a half we were there, we were in the war. We, were, we actually had to leave as, as war kind of refugees, just taking any plane out of the country at the end of that three years. But I remember how things changed when there began to be conflict, you know? We'd have times where, there, where because of the war and the fighting had come into a certain area over the water plants, they would call, somebody got a hold of the missionaries and all the missionaries would call each other and say, fill up every piece of Tupperware or pot or pan that you have with water because we don't know how long we're going to have water. So I remember filling up every single container we could in the whole house with water because there was conflict. There was a war going on and we had to do some things different. And in the... And, and, of course, we'd have a car and, you know, we had a little red Audi. And I remember about once a month, we'd have to take bullet holes out of the car. Like, we'd take it to the shop and say, hey, would you take the bullet holes out of this thing, you know? We would drive through, uh, you know, checkpoints and 17, 18-year-old kids with machine guns, and they would level it right at my dad, you know, through the window. I'm thinking, you know, this... This isn't the Midwest. I'm not, in, I'm, not, I'm not in Illinois right now. You know, like, there is a place when it comes to a, a, a war-torn place. There's a battle. There's things that change, amen? And I believe that so many times in the Christian faith, especially in the West, in America, and other of uh, the civilized, you know, if you will, first and second world parts of the, of the planet, we get so desiring of comfort, you know? Most, I gotta be careful what I preach here, but I think that most of our prayers, we pray wrong. We pray wrong. You know, and I, I get it. Nobody likes the hard stuff. We like the easy stuff. See, I hear 
so many prayers in our country, and most of them have to do with comfort. Oh, you know, just do this easy thing and just bless us and make, you know. What if our prayers are not supposed to be for comfort but for war? What if our prayers are supposed to be in the unseen realm where we release angelic powers over demonic situations? What if our lack of comfort and ease is actually a good thing? What if the times where we're frustrated and we don't get it and we have questions are actually the purposeful time where Holy Spirit says, now get to work. You're not on a cruise ship, you're on a battleship, right? We're not just people, we're actually in the army of the Lord. That there is some work to be done and comfort is not our number one goal. Ease is not our destination. Conflict is our destination, I don't mean being, you know, be careful where I'm going with this. I don't want you to be miserable because I think there's way too many miserable Christians out there. There's way too many unhappy Christians. Like I'll hear somebody say, I'm a Christian. You look at them and you go, you got a frown turned upside down. <laughs> you know, like you need to flip that thing around, you know. Like I'm talking about joyful warriors. I'm talking about people who aren't living for the circumstances, but we're taking authority over the circumstances. Amen. Pat, Charlotte, and I, and a couple others were in this thing, right? (laughs) I just feel like God is calling us to rise up. To rise up. The kingdom is advancing. But how many of you know you actually have to advance with the kingdom? (laughs) Right? If the kingdom's advancing and I'm not, what happens? The army's moving ahead and I'm back here going, boy, I like my comfort. I like my, my ease, you know? I would say... Let's get up. Let's rise up. Let's ask God to show us things we can't see. I have this little sticker on my desk, and I mentioned this before, but it's a prayer I go back to so often. It says, it says this. I says, God, show me things I've never seen. And then it says, help me to hear things I've never heard. And then the last line says, and help me to do things I've never done. Why? Because when we get to the end of this whole thing, what's it going to matter? Right? <laughs> going back to my, my haircut, I looked at a picture of my senior picture the other day. My, my, you know how you get senior pictures, you know? Man, I had some hair. I'm just telling you, I had a big old thing of hair. And, you know, like I would go to get it cut, and the, the, the lady cutting would go, man, your hair is so thick. And then I looked in the mirror this morning, and I'm saying, wow, your skin is so prevalent. <laughs> right? And I look in the mirror, and I go, I'm 53. How many of you know we're not getting any younger, right? We only have a certain amount of days and a certain amount of time. You know, we've talked about before living our life in light of eternity. And I'm telling you, don't waste them. I've been talking to my kids, and you know, my kids are starting to get older now. They're in, I got two of them in high school this year. And the, one of the thoughts I've been having a lot, and I'll say this to them often, I'll say, listen, let's not waste any time. We've only got a couple more years together. You know what I'm saying? And I look at, at this world, and I look at these things, and I say, God, help me to see eternity. Help me to see what I can't see. Help me to hear your voice in ways I've never done before. Because if your kingdom is advancing, I want to advance with it. Amen? And that only comes with a purposeful choice. So Jesus, you know, he he summons his 12 disciples and he says, listen, I'm giving you authority. Now, don't sit back and wait for the easy stuff. Get out there and let's do some, some conflict with the forces of darkness. The kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of, of hell, if you will, have to come into conflict. When we lay hands on the sick, and when we prophesy, and when we love people, and when we serve them, and when we you know, do things that are weird. <laughs> I don't mean weird as in, you know, you know, weird. I mean like, have you ever done something kind for someone, and they look at you like you're a weirdo? <laughs> it's, it's like the funnest thing, right? 
you buy somebody's lunch behind you in line, or you just, you know, pay for their groceries, or you, you open the door. For, sometimes even opening the door for someone, they look at you like, what, what century are you from, <laughs> you know? See, we're called to stuff like that. We're called to take the kingdom of light and the kingdom of heaven and come into contrast with the kingdom of darkness and not the people of the kingdom of darkness, but the forces of the kingdom of darkness. See, people in the, in the kingdom of darkness, in the kingdom of hell, they're blind. They don't even, most of them in some ways don't even know. I'll take that back. I think most people do know. They just don't know how to get out of it. They just don't know what to do with it. Because the Bible says that God has put eternity in the hearts of man. There's a divine spark in everyone. I don't care what your age, your color, your ethnic group, your social status, your wealth. It doesn't matter. Every single person has a little touch of heaven in their hearts. And it's up to us to bring the kingdom of light and go, look, this is what God thinks about you. That's why that worthy thing this morning, and I always got to be careful using the word we're worthy because the Bible says only God is worthy, you know. But that's talking about worthy to be praised and worshipped, right? But worthy in the sense of God sees worth and value in us is infinitely important, isn't it? Have you ever had someone speak a word of worth and value over you? (laughs) It just there's like a bunch of smiles just going over the whole crowd. Like, yeah, it feels so good, doesn't it? See, that's the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of light coming in against the kingdom of darkness. That's why we can't waste our lives on things that don't matter. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 says this. Sorry, chapter 6, verse 10. says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Again, remember, like putting your foot in the, in the ground and just, you know, getting ready. Because it is going to be a fight. You begin to stand for the kingdom of light and the kingdom of heaven, the devil's not going to be okay with that. But the word says, put on your armor, take, a full, take your stand for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Everybody say that with me. Not against flesh and blood. It is not the person that you're in contact with that is the problem. It's not against flesh and blood. Everybody say, but. <laughs> pull pull your finger and say, but. Against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. See, this is where Christians get it so wrong. And it's so easy to fall into, isn't it? Somebody do, do you wrong, right? You want to look at them and go, you know, what? And you, you want to get angry at them. But here's the deal. If someone is operating in the, in the realm of darkness, our battle is not against them. It's against the spiritual realm and the forces of evil and wickedness in the heavenly realms over them. And that's why I just lift my hand off and I say, God, help me to see things I don't see. All right, I'm going to go there. Because sometimes this kingdom actually shows up in the church. Anybody ever been wronged or hurt by someone in the church? That's the kingdom of darkness. Hmm. The flesh and blood is not the problem. It's the kingdom of darkness. It's the, it's the evil forces at work. And some people in the church fall into some of that stuff. And that makes it hard for us to delineate. I mean, if it was, <laughs> I heard a guy talk one time. He said, you know, if the devil showed up like he does in the cartoons and in the movies, with a red suit on and a pitchfork and little things and a little tail at the back, you know. Like if the devil showed up like that, we would know, right? But what happens when the devil and some of his demonic stuff shows up and it looks like people you should trust? That's why we have to have eyes to see and ears to hear. Because I will tell you, when the enemy shows up and it 
Well, the Bible's pretty clear on this too. Maybe you remember this verse, like he comes in, he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And there's, it talks about wolves in sheep's clothing. <laughs> you know, sometimes it looks like a sheep, but it's really a wolf. God, help me to see the wolf <laughs> and the spirit over that and not just what is easy to see and fall into. So the Bible says very clearly that we're to be in a fight, we're to put on our battle, and we're not to struggle against flesh and blood. It's not against the people, it's against the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Amen? Advancing the kingdom into the kingdom of darkness. In Matthew chapter 11, Jesus is talking about John the Baptist. He's talking about John the Baptist, and he's actually praising him as the greatest prophet. Which is interesting because in the Old Testament, you've got guys like Moses, Elijah, Isaiah, all these mighty men of God in the Old Testament. And Jesus actually points at John the Baptist and says, you are the greatest. This is the greatest prophet right here. Just on a side note, for those of you that are still working into the supernatural and laying hands on the sick and prophesying, like we're still, do you know that John the Baptist didn't do any of that? There's no record of John the Baptist doing any supernatural miracles except speaking the Word of God. So sometimes the kingdom coming actually can look different. You know? What if we were to, what if we were to say, God, I'm going to move ahead in signs and wonders. I'm going to move ahead in that stuff. But in the meantime, and as I do that, help me to be the, the loviest person Anybody knows. You know, acts of service, acts of love, acts of, of kindness, when it looks like hatred should rise up. <laughs> all right, I keep doing the same thing. You guys are not evil, and you guys are not all good. Because every time I start talking about bad, I keep moving this way. <laughs> so forgive me, everybody on this side, right? Oh. <sighs> So John the Baptist, Jesus says about John the Baptist, he says this. He says, from the days of John the Baptist until now. So John the Baptist is still there. He's still around, right? He says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been, say it with me, forcefully advancing and forceful men and women take hold of it. Does that sound like comfort and ease to you? <laughs> it just doesn't, does it? Forceful men in the forcefully advancing kingdom. I think we need a change of, of thinking sometimes. And quit looking to the ease and the comfort. And quit looking for things to be, to, to make sense. I'm telling you, I've never been in battle. I've never actually been in an actual, like as a soldier, how many of you have ever been in the army in an actual battle? Anybody? Okay, over here, a couple guys. I've only heard it and I've seen it in movies, but it's chaos, right? There's just seems like stuff just happening and, it, and things you don't, you've trained, but things, other things happen and it's just, it's, it's, it's a mess. And, and I will say that the kingdom of heaven advancing will often look like that as well. But in so often it's in a good way, right? Like, I love some of, the, some of the miracles and stuff that Charlotte shared with us. And, you know, people are just blown away by this kingdom of love coming into their kingdom of darkness. And it's like, you know, they're at conflict. And I love it when people that have lived their whole life in darkness now have light. And they're, sometimes they're not even sure what to do with it. Like, where, where do I go with that? How many of you know that love is pretty powerful? Amen. And it is so much more powerful than hatred or anger or, or all that stuff. Just bring in, bring in the love to wherever you go. We were on the, on the boardwalk in Ocean City this week. And, and you know, when the, <laughs> when the sun goes down, there's a lot of different kind of people come up. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was really interesting. You had, seriously... The touristy families all the way to the, the drunks and everything else that live, you know, and all that. 
And it was just so amazing to me as we would do things and we would even try to, to love people in little ways along the way, you know, and buy stuff for someone or, or just be kind or let them walk in front of you, just all different from simple to more complex things. But I remember thinking, we are the kingdom. And the kingdom is on the boardwalk right now. And the next day, the kingdom was on the beach. And on the next day, the kingdom was in the car driving around and doing all these things. See, if we could begin to change our mind and say, Holy Spirit, show me that I am a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a love warrior. (laughs) I'm a dispenser of power and love. God, help me to see that I'm not just in traffic. That I'm not just at the store. Help me to see that I'm actually here for a reason. Even if it's the tiniest little kindness. Kingdom of heaven is advancing. His kingdom is advancing. It's an unseen realm. We've talked about this. The spiritual warfare aspect of this thing can get a little weird at times because when we begin to see things we haven't seen, it begins to change not only us but situations. Next week we're going to talk a little bit about angels and demons. And I'm just going to ask a question. Raise your hand if you've ever seen an angel or a demon. Just raise your hand. Okay. How many of you, it was like kind of actual or it was in like a vision or a dream? How many of you have seen an actual one? Just raise your hand. Okay, a couple times. And other people, you know, we see visions and stuff like that. I believe that those are times when God allows us to see what's really going on. Right? Some of you know Ian Carroll. Uh, he's been here a few times and spoke. And he's a really, he's an angel guy. Like he's, that's one of his things. He really, he, he teaches and preaches about the reality of the unseen realm. And he tells things, stories about how, how uh, it, not stories, they're just him. He has these angels that follow him around everywhere he goes. And so he's in his house and, you know, he's about to go up the stairs and he'll just see this one angel just come down. And then the angel doesn't talk to him ever. It's just like in his house. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that. And so a couple of weeks ago, some of you were here and we were, we were telling you about uh, the, the experience with uh, our cat had ran away. And uh, how many of you have a cat named Kitty? like okay we gave it a name but it's kitty you know what i'm saying like so kitty has been with us for like 10 years and the cat ran away one day got out of the house we're not even sure how but we were praying man as a family my kids we were really like oh god we want now i understand it's it's a cat you know but it was a big deal right and a couple weeks ago we talked about this idea that if it's important to us it's important to him right so we began to pray, and so uh, some of you, you've heard this, but uh, Siobhan, one of the gals that works at the school, she's prophetic, and she ran into me over here in the doorway. We were coming in, and she said, listen, Pastor Steve, I need to tell you something that God showed me about you. He says that God wants you to know that there are angels around you everywhere you go. So when you walk in the building, there's angels with you. Now, mind you, I'm not seeing the angels. I'm not going, hey, George and Fred, you know, like I don't, I'm not seeing them. But something spoke to my spirit when she said that. And I, met, I could kind of see it in my mind's eye, these two big angels just walking with me. And I was still a little frustrated about the cat thing because it was breaking our hearts that we had lost this cat that had been with us for so long. So I go up to my office, and I felt like God showed me, brought me to a verse, Jeremiah 33, 3. We've talked about this before where it says, Call to me, and I will tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And so that's what I did. I said, God, listen, you promised that you would tell me things I don't know. It's a great verse, actually. If you want to see into the unseen, I would encourage you this verse, Jeremiah 33, 3, because it's a promise. He says, call to me, and I will tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. I said, I want to know where my cat is. I'm not, how many of you know God wants you to be straight with them? Amen. Don't, don't religious this thing and kind of churchify it. God hates that. He just wants you to talk to him. I said, God, I want to know where this cat is. And I'm telling you in my mind's eye, I saw two angels 
leave me. And the next thing I saw in my mind was this. I saw the woods next to our house, and I saw the cat in the woods. It had been out for like four days, I think, at this point. And the cat would start to move, and I saw an angel wing go, like this. And every time the cat started to move the wrong direction, the angel would put out his wing, and the cat would turn direction and go over here. And then the other angel over here, the cat would start to move in the wrong direction. Woof, this big wing would come out, and he would kind of hurt. They were cat herders. My angels were herding a cat. And don't you know, in a couple hours, we're at home, we're in the living room, and the kids are there, and we're kind of joking around, but there's still sadness. And Sam is a joker, and he said, he's sitting by the back door, and he goes, Kitty! And all the rest of us are like, Sam, it's not funny. Shut up. And he goes, no, really? Kitty. And he opens the back door, and the cat comes right in the living room, man. And I'm telling you, as clear as a bell, Holy Spirit said, your angels were on assignment. And they herded that cat back home because you called out to me, and I showed you something you did not know. And I want to just encourage us today as we leave. There is an unseen realm that God wants you to see. And I don't know how he's going to do it. Like, like I want to be like Ian and see my angels all the time. I, okay, that'd be fun. But I'm not relying on that. Because as we're going to look at next week, Hebrews says that what are angels for? They're ministering spirits sent by God to help us. I'm going to get encouraged knowing that you have angels on assignment for you. And they're to minister to you. Don't. Don't do one thing that some people fall into the mistake. Don't pray to an angel. You ask God to send your angels. You ask God to put them on assignment for you, and that is what they're for. So why don't we stand this morning? And uh, we're just going to close with this. How many of you want to see things you've never seen? All right, I want you just to put your hands up, you know, assume the position like we say. Just put your hands up, and, and just for the next couple of, of minutes, I want you just to ask God, to show you things you've never seen. So, Father, right now, we take your word and your promises and we speak them back to you right now. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call to me and I will answer and show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And so, Father, right now, we say, show me things. And here's the thing, don't be afraid to ask. Just ask God, what do you want to see? What do you want to be involved with? Maybe, maybe this morning you want to see the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness greater. Lord, we ask you for that. We ask you for eyes to see as we drive down the road, God. We ask you for eyes to see as we go to our jobs and to the stores and the things in our neighborhood, God. Help us to see the unseen, God. Lord, right now I speak over people that are causing conflict in our lives, that are mean or they're angry. Father, we don't want to see them, the flesh and blood. We want to see the Spirit over them, God. And we want to begin to have compassion and love for them. And we release power, God, in our thinking and our thoughts. Give us empathy, God. Give us sympathy for people. Help us to see them, God, as not the enemy but wrapped up in darkness, God. And we want to set them free. We want to speak life into them. Father, right now we say we want to be a part of your advancing kingdom. If that's your prayer, just say that, Lord. I want to be a part of your advancing kingdom today. I don't want to get to the end of my days having sought the God of comfort and ease Lord, I want to get to the end of my days as a, as a, as a, as a soldier that is hardened and, 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 and strong, oh God, and has been forcefully advancing your kingdom and has been useful in your hands as a, as a warrior of love and compassion and power. We say that today. We ask you for it, oh God. Hallelujah. I feel like right now God is giving some of you vision. Right now he's beginning to give you pictures. Just embrace it and go with it. Don't be afraid. Holy Spirit is more powerful than anything the enemy would try to bring to your mind right now. We just speak Holy Spirit thoughts right now over every mind and every heart. Hallelujah.
Yes, God. Yeah. Some of you are seeing real vivid pictures right now. Yes. Yes. Increase, God. Increase our vision. Increase our hearing, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, God. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I just feel like God is excited right now over us. It's so funny. If you're a parent, don't you love it when your kids ask the right questions? You know? And your kids begin to pursue the, the thing that you want them to pursue without being told. I just feel like that's the Father's heart for us right now. As we ask to see and hear and do, like, I feel like the Father is just, he's so infinitely pleased with us this morning. Hallelujah. So, Father, we just thank you for that. We thank you, God, for the joy that you bring. Father, I thank you that this kingdom of light is one of, of joy and power and, and, and it's not doom and gloom or anger, God. It's, it's joy and love and compassion. And so we just release your, your sons and daughter warriors and into, this, into, this, into this battlefield called earth this week, God. Yeah. Hallelujah. I just feel like Holy Spirit is just telling us again, just listen to my spirit. Listen to my leading. It's kind of funny because this week we felt Holy Spirit said, don't go to the weird family situation. But I just felt like Holy Spirit was just telling me there are some of you that he's going to call to the weird family situation. Even this week, 4th of July, maybe you're going to have some situations. And I, I just want you to know that you have the power to bring the kingdom to the places that he's calling you this week. Amen. Are you ready? Just go ahead and say, I'm ready. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do this thing. Amen. Amen. So I bless you in Jesus' name. Uh, don't forget we've got some things not happening this week. Uh, I know the men's group is not meeting on Tuesday. Is that right? And uh, the women, Monday, are you guys meeting this week? Where's, I think the women's group is on. I haven't heard otherwise. So women's on Monday, but no men on Tuesday and no, no, no prayer on Wednesday, obviously, because 4th of July. So I bless you as you go. Why don't you bless one another? I feel, too, like there's some things God wants us to do amongst ourselves. So if you feel like you have a word for someone and you want to bless them and call out some worth and gold, make sure you do that before you leave today. All right? God bless you. Go in Jesus' name.
us, he's not done with us, we are more, more than conquerors, ain't no stopping us, he's not done with us, we
Sweet. 
Well, I wish I had a short-term memory. Wish the only thing my eyes could see was the future burning bright right in front of me. But I can't stop looking back. Yeah, I wish I was a perfect picture of somebody who's never not good enough. Well, I try to measure up, but I mess it up. And I wish I wasn't like that. I wish I wasn't wishing anymore. Wish I could remember that nobody's keeping score. I'm tired of throwing 